Hello, everyone, and welcome into the program. It is an agenda-free Saturday on Grievances Filed. Good, you? Matt and I are both broadcasting from the remote a-hole chair, mine in in Greenwich, Connecticut, and uh, Matthew is in, uh, yeah, I'm in Southie. Yeah. Yeah. Micro processes. (laughs) Have you seen The Departed? I have seen The Departed. I, I, I've seen The Departed. I've seen uh, Goodwill Hunting. That's where that's where you live, right? Does um, Matt Damon pick yes. you up every day to go work construction? In Goodwill, yeah. Um, yes. My hard hat is hanging up over there. Yeah, um, and you come home from work and you drink a Sam Adams and you just watch the Sox play. I am 5'8 with a receding hairline <laughs> at the age of 28 years old working a nice union job. And welcome to Boston. <laughs> well, welcome to Boston. Go fuck yourself. Uh, yes, couldn't have said it better myself. Now we need to try oh, the uh, Rose Rosemary Scar- Scapeccio accent. God, those were some good clips. I I need to find some of that. The, well, that's the second segment we'll be what talking do you think? about. <laughs> he's he's not a thug. I don't know why you all on Twitter are saying. That Jack Jones is a thug. He had yeah. firearms in his bag that had his name on it, but he's not a thug. Uh, uh, no, Rosemary, no one said that he's a thug. I think four people on Twitter. All of you on Twitter. No. <laughs> Rosemary Scarpeccio. Scarpeccio. The, uh, the finest lawyer. Well, if Mike if Mike Gaynor is listening, Mike Mike Gaynor is actually the finest lawyer we know. Second best lawyer behind him would be uh, Rosemary Scapiccio, who is representing Jack Jones for uh, allegedly, not even he carried firearms, two Glocks in his carry-on luggage. Oh, we're actually talking about this. I no, we're just gonna go straight to the, well, the submarine. Yeah, well, <laughs> straight to the submarine. <laughs> so it depends. What, what do we want to get into first? Because we could talk about again. Like, too bad you can't hear clips, Mark. Because not Mark. I was thinking already about Marcus Smart. But this is uh, Adam Silver announcing Marcus Smart getting. Somebody screws up my name. <laughs> too bad. We'll get right into it with the first topic. Marcus Smart. The longest tenured Boston Celtic of nine years. The heart and soul of the team. Yes, thank you very much, Matt. The heart and soul of the team got unfairly traded to the Memphis Grizzlies. So it's not going to be as extreme for me as when Tom Brady got unfairly kicked out the door back in uh, March of 2020. That was Tom Brady being kicked out the door in March of 2020 was the worst thing to happen in March of 2020. That's that's un, undebatable, okay? Not me bringing back, back the plague to <laughs> the United States. <laughs> yeah, for longtime <laughs> listeners of the show do remember that Matt was on his deathbed in London, and he somehow managed to get on a plane, uh, yeah, in March of 2020. But he got back and uh, definitely did not transmit any uh, anything. I just had the sniffles really, really bad. Yes, Matt also got punched in the face when he was in London, too. <laughs> for literally no good reason. <laughs> but that, that's a story for another time. I, I did a, I got, I got a, lot of, uh, a lot of things accomplished over in London. It was fun. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. And you also got the, the international studies. That's what you went over there for, right? The, the academia, not effing around in London. That's the biggest fucking waste of time, those classes. <laughs> That is true. Monday to Thursday, 1 p.m. to 5 p.m. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly right. You you were studious over there. But um, just as Matt... Far down the street, $2 Jaeger bombs. Holy crap. <laughs> On <Wow>. Wednesdays. <laughs> yeah, well, Jaeger bombs are... We have a lot of Jaeger uh, still at the K-Town cabin. Matt, that, that place has been uninhabited since... Uh, the middle of April. We need we need the I, best bartender back up there come wintertime. Uh, I feel like about a third of the liquor up there is from me. <laughs> <laughs> you, yeah, you come every time with a, a bottle of tequila, like some beer, some kegs, 
you know, and then like probably I nips, great, nips for, a- oh my God, your stupid nips, the Dr. McGillicuddy's, I don't want to drink root beer flavored crap while I'm skiing. When the skiing's done, yes, let's drink, but I'm not going to be one of those schmucks with his jacket wide open in the wind and then drinking uh, shots of Dr. McGillicuddy's. Well, I, I would do that jack of wide open, but that would just be at the base lodge, not, you know, actually doing the skiing part. Right. This is true. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, we're we're uh, four, no, three and a half months, I'd say, away from uh, getting the skiing ramped up again. And then we'll have World Cup, and then uh, you-know-who will uh, no longer be with uh, a boyfriend, and then... And then you'll see. I don't. Stephanie. I don't know who. I. I only. Yes. Well, I, was gonna <laughs> say, I really only have one focus. Um, and I think. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I doubt she's listening to this. Maybe. Uh, well, in the range also- of range of emotions, I uh, I exhibited uh, that when I walked into that place. <laughs> you're like, where the was, fuck uh, is she? Where is she? <laughs> and then you see her, and you're like, oh. And you make her laugh, you know. <laughs> Oh, her I'm, laugh, dude. Her laugh. Oh, boy. Uh, that's not uh, a... We're going to have to work on that. That's not a pretty laugh. You, yeah, you can you can help her out on that. But, yeah, that that's three and a half, four months down the road. I know. Yeah, when we, we'll be shipping back up to uh, to Killington. But, again, anyways, Marcus Smart was, uh, is shipped off to Memphis now to play for the Grizzlies. Oh, we're flopping in Memphis. Uh, yes, I did listen to that. We can play that. You won't be able to hear it, Matt, but for 45 seconds, I, I think the, the listeners need to listen to a masterpiece, again, that I disagree with, that Big Jim Murray from 98.5 The Sports Hub put together. Matt, you won't be able to listen to this, but here we go. Grateful to have had Marcus in our life for as long as we've had, and you know, we're sad to see him go, but know that he's going to have a huge impact on that really good Memphis team. Green team is devastated by the news of the Marcus Smart trade. The only thing I'm going to miss yeah. is his hot. He was the hot and soul the of the team, and, and now who's going to make those win in plays? He did have big hot. <laughs> going to miss Sean Grandy, calling another Miss Smart three. He was just a gritty role player. Oi! Overrated by you Celtics geeks. Now he'll be flopping in Memphis. You people. Oi! Fans will watch him flail around like a harbor seal. Marcus flopping in Memphis. Flopping in Memphis. Thank God Brad Stevens made this deal. So I disagree with that last part. Thank God Brad Stevens made this deal. And listen. I do think that, you know, our, if you listen to the show long enough, you realize my idol is Mike Felger, okay? Because I think he's always right. And he still is right because he presented two options, and I agree on this, for uh, the Boston Celtic fans out there. You can either say that the Celtics were right in trading Marcus Smart because you always thought that he sucked or that he wasn't good or that you wanted him gone always. Or the other option is you have to criticize the Celtics and say the trade was not good because you like Marcus Smart. You cannot simultaneously like Marcus Smart, think he's good, but then also think, yeah, but there was good value for the trade. No. So, again, I'm taking option number two. I like Marcus Smart. I think he's good, needed to win a championship on the Boston Celtics. And so I am going to criticize the Celtics for trading Marcus Smart and getting back a Kristaps Porzingis who the Celtics are going to just stick out at the three-point line, jack up threes, not use his seven-foot body, and then he'll be he'll be the next Rob Williams, only play 25 games a year, be injured, and, you know, no problem will be solved. What say you? I'm on the right side of history. <laughs> I'm so happy about this. I went to bed, well, I went to bed happy, but that's because of other things. Um, <laughs> Elaborate. Then, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> maybe uh we'll do a matt world segment later on matt allen's segment um no i i went to bed thinking he was brogdon i was so happy uh, i was like why are we doing this this is i was not excited then i woke up and everyone was like oh my god they did it and i'm like e- e- they traded him what and then i took my pants off well they were already off um and 
and just enjoy you're writing something um, taking notes let me get my pen taking notes pants were off um because i usually i sometimes text you that actually i text that to a lot of people pants are off whenever something good happens um and yeah i'm just happy they're, they're taking out the uh the locker room cancer that is marcus smart uh, the the heart and soul of a, a underachieving, wildly talented, uh, soft team. Uh, I think it's overrated what he does. And uh, I think he kind of sucks. And he's gone. And they need to switch it up. And now it's, uh, uh, yeah, I, so, I'm just so happy. I'm, I'm, I'm going to. I'm 72 hour heater right now. Oh, I need a cigarette after this. <laughs> so I, I'm going to pick apart what you said right there. You said this is a soft, underachieving team. So. The soft part. Pants are off. Yes, the pants are off. But Matt, the soft part was not due to Marcus Smart at all. In fact, that soft team was due to the Jason Tatum um, not having a, an assertive alpha personality. It also relates to Jalen Brown being passionate about everything besides Boston basketball. It has to do with guys like, you know. Rob Williams, Grant Williams, who just don't play big at all. You know, it's like they're a soft team in that sense. Everyone stands at the three-point line. Let's jack up threes. Let's not be hard, physical. And then Marcus Smart was the only guy that would actually, you know, whatever. You want to overrate his toughness diving on the floor. At least he'd get in people's face. The team that the Boston Celtics are is when Jimmy Butler got up in Grant Williams' face, Jason Tatum went to the defense of Jimmy Butler. He didn't even stand up for his own teammate because he cares about being more liked by guys like Jimmy Butler, guys like LeBron, Kobe's my idol, I got voted All-Star Game MVP. Like, care less about those things and care about winning for your basketball team. So that that goes to the soft team. Marcus Smart had nothing to do with the soft team. In fact, I think the team only gets more soft from here. Removing the only alpha from the team does not turn the beta into an alpha. It just turns into... There's only a beta on the team. So that that's the soft component. The Brogdon component now, too. So it, it's now a mistake also in the sense that you traded away smart, which I disagree with, and now the toothpaste is out of the toothpaste tube. Because... Well said. Because now Brogdon's like, well, shit, I won six man of the year. Okay, so you give him credit for that. I give him credit for that, too. And now they want to trade my ass. Because he did suck in the playoffs, Okay. But now he's like, well, this team doesn't... He was even... injured. Right. He was injured. Okay. But he looked like he, he was trying to shoot cannonballs, okay, to the, to the basket. Yeah, because his forearm was all screwed up. But anyways... Okay. Going. And so that's not good news either. The fact that they got the medical records and decide, you know, who was it that... I, it wasn't Memphis who was going to get Brogdon. It was someone else, right? The uh, Clippers. The Clippers who were going to get Brogdon. They saw the medical records. They had the medical records. And they decided they got cold feet. So that's not a good sign either. The fact is, now Brogdon's like, okay, well, they want to trade me after me doing everything that was asked for me. I've been a starter my whole career. Now they put me on the bench for Marcus, and I won sixth player of the year. I literally did my job to a T and was the best at my job and got rewarded for it, and now they don't want me. So now you have that cat's out of the bag, too. So what do you do with, with Brogdon? Are you going to trade Brogdon still? Are you going to keep him? What, what, now what do you think about, what are you going to do with Malcolm Brogdon? I'll keep him. I'll, I, if he doesn't need surgery, he doesn't need surgery. I'll keep him. He'll get to play more. Good. He was the sixth man of the year last year. That's good. My question is, why didn't they trade Derek White? Well, I, again, I'd rather have Derek White. Than, I'd rather have Derek White than Malcolm Brogdon. If you're comparing those two. And you would you well? Malcolm Brogdon was off the table at that point for that deal. It was between Brog. It was between White and Smart. I don't. Again, I don't know the details who there. Would you if rather, it, well, yeah, you do. You know, because there was a deadline because of Tinkus Pingus's, uh, um, whatever, contract situation, and they didn't have the medical records yet for uh, Brogdon. So it was to make the deal happen, they were going to have to send one of their three guards out, and it was going to be Smart, White, or Brogdon. Did you even know if Memphis had an interest in Derek White? According to Memphis, they had, uh, you know, I saw the description the other day in Twitter. They wanted, uh, you know, a tough, you know, leader type point guard whatever to add toughness to their team that's not that's not Derek White okay Derek White had a good season last year and he had you know a few good playoff games i don't think that means that Derek White is going to be your well i guess now 
he's going to be your starting guard, okay? But Thank God. I think there's a difference, Matt. Derek White is also not a tough guy. He's not. That where's the toughness on that team from Porzingis? He's he also made the not tough. Play the, the whole playoff, that though. was the biggest hustle play. Ooh, didn't he? Yes, yeah. but um, isn't he a better? Isn't he a better shooter? It wasn't he a better defensive player this past year? Too? Well, I again, I think Smart was injured, but Smart's always been. He's always what allowed the Celtics to have one of the best defenses in 2021. I think revolves yes revolves around Smart. Because of his ability to guard, I think, anyone on the court. And that's what allows them to have, similar to, not to cross sports, but that Belichick amoeba defense where anyone's guarding anyone. You know, we play Adrian Phillips at linebacker. We put Marcus Smart on a power forward or center. That type of ability right there. And so now you lose that. Okay, and then the Porzingis aspect, if you want to... Leave now smart out of this, all right? We'll, we'll agree to disagree. I, I think it was a bad move moving smart. But now on the Porzingis end of this, what does he add? Because you, I think, admitted this to me yesterday too. Where do you think they're going to put Porzingis? The, the, they quoted oh, him. No, as, he's gonna, he plays gonna, like he's 6'2", they said. Yeah, no, I'm not. Whatever. Porzingis is okay. I'm not like over the over the moon about him. I think he's going to be good. I think as a third option, he'll be good. Uh He's not going to help in terms of finding a facilitator. He's not going to help in terms of the toughness factor. Uh, defensively, I think he'll be okay. Um, but it, I, that doesn't solve kind of their, their main issue, which is a, a bigger big to replace. Or not replace Rob Williams, but help spell him and sort of a true point guard. Uh, the biggest issue I have, though, is um, – the, well, the two issues I saw with the team this past year, one was their defensive intensity, uh, playing defense all the way through all that crap and how they played offense. I think that gets fixed with coaching. Um, you know, Coach Marcus Smart is gone, so they fixed one problem. They brought in a bunch of uh, other assistant coaches. Who, who I think was that assistant coach, but Cassell he, or something like that? Sam Cassell, yes. He played he, – I remember when he was on the Celtics like 15 years ago. Anyways, he uh, he's there. The other issue, the bigger issue that's been the same throughout. Uh, funny thing, Marcus Smart's entire tenure, and it's spanned multiple head coaches, is their end of game execution in tight uh, playoff games against good opponents. Because every single time their offense has devolved into Jason Tatum or it was Kemba Walker, um, Jalen Brown never gets the ball, but it would be like Jason Tatum pounding the ball into the floor draining the shot clock down to five seconds and then hucking up some, you know, shot. No offense was run, nothing. And then, of course, then they run some plays to to get a last-second shot, and it would always end up being freaking Marcus Smart, and he would miss. Shocker, because he sucks, uh, at, at least at shooting. Uh, so that helps to at least get him out of there. I'd rather have Derek White shooting than Marcus Smart because uh, he's, you know, a better shooter. And uh, I don't I don't know where that issue gets resolved, that end of game situation. I think it's I mean, it does fall on Tatum and Brown to be tougher, more mentally tough, that sort of thing. I think they should take more initiative on the team now. I hope so. Now that Marcus Smart's gone, I think that either you're going to figure out you got to figure out on these two players and you're going to get a longer leeway with these two because they're actually you know good. They're all NBA players. Um, but, you know, the clock's ticking on them as well. I'm not you know, there's no sacred cows. No sacred cows here. Yeah, I, I'm I'm entirely infuriated with the in, in the whole way they played. It was awful. They Jalen Brown doesn't know how to dribble basketball, nope. especially with his left hand. Is, is not assertive enough. Uh, Marcus Smart thinks he's a lot better than he is and inserts himself way too much. Um, thank God he's gone. And yeah, they're just they're too dependent on the three. But um, you know, Marcus is gone now, and so they now have more clarity as to whose team it is. Tatum has to step up; it's going to force them to step up. And you know, there's some other parallels to other teams, at least in Boston, where they trade a guy that fans loved, people thought was good. You know, like they traded the Red Sox traded Nomar in the middle of the 2004 season. And he was a you know beloved player, really good Red Sox shortstop, and. You know, it was kind of like, oh, wow, you get a, you, you dumped them. Um, and they ended up winning World Series. And there's other, you know, players in history where you look at it and you're like, oh, well, they, they made a real basketball trade, right? 
they actually traded something that they valued on their team. It wasn't just a bunch of picks and some scrubby bench player. It was like somebody that they, they truly valued for something else. And they're trying to shake up the core, which I like. So overall, I, I'm just so happy. If it was Brogdon, then I'd be like, eh, whatever. But since it's Marcus Smart, I'm I'm just thrilled. I'm beaming ray of energy bursting through this pulsating uh, hangover. Well, it's I, fantastic. I, I can tell you're you're like a ray of light right now. But I, here's where sunshine day. <laughs> so again, here's where I agree, but then disagree with you. So. Yes, everything, everything what you said is a problem, like JT pounding the ball into the ground, Missoula not having to play, Missoula not calling a timeout, Jason Tatum draining the clock, not getting any good look. But then if you look at it from Marcus Smart's perspective, okay, I think he did everything that was asked of him. I think that the Boston Celtics enabled him to take that last shot. I think they were always okay with him taking that last shot. I don't think it was a Marcus Smart problem where he's like, Jason, Give me the ball. I want the last shot. No, I think it was everyone in the front office enabled him to take that last shot saying, okay, we like that shot. We like Marcus taking that, and we're going to be okay with it 10 times out of 10. So in terms of Marcus's perspective, I think he was enabled, and I think he was told that was okay. And so if Jason Tatum was anything like one of his idols, Kobe Bryant, and had that aggressive killer instinct, Mamba mentality, which again, that's like a, a, a one-off kind of legendary example. But if you even had like one-tenth of that, then Jason Tatum wouldn't even give the ball up. He'd be like, F this, I'm taking the last shot. You think Kobe Bryant would take the last shot? And you don't think, well, you say, well, they double-covered, you know, Jason Tatum. He has to get the ball out. You don't think they did that to Kobe Bryant? Yet, you know, he'd have the ball in his hands last. He's taking that last shot. But that's not Jason Tatum. I think without Marcus Smart, and you say, you know, you do it to shake the team up and the team's identity up, and now it's going to be, it forces Jason Tatum to be the leader. I don't think so. I don't think it forces Jason Tatum to be a leader. I think this is going to be a leaderless team that cares about being popular amongst the other NBA players, that cares to be popular when they show up to the All-Star game, and that Jason has friends when he has his birthday party and then misses the game the next day because he had a birthday party the night before as an adult male, which is... Flabber taking the day off because you had a birthday okay sure so again I think it's in this end of game situation you talked about before this is all a Missoula problem you wonder why this team didn't play defense this year no 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 no. it wasn't the end of game situation is not a Missoula problem it's been the same shit for the last five six seven years okay Jason Tatum pounding the ball into the ground Yep, and that's 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 uh, entirely on Tatum. That's that's partly on the coach. That's partly on Tatum. That's partly on just the you know whole philosophy. Um, I, 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 I agree. I don't disagree. The other th- the other thing is you said that the team enabled Marcus Smart. You know that Marcus Smart has played the most games in Celtics history without winning a title, right? And it's probably going to soon be Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. They're they're up next, Matt. They need to play. Jason. Jay- oh no, they have to win. But they're they're, they're not going. Good. I don't think they're, they're going all, to. They're all NBA players. I'll I'll stick it out with them. I'm I'm you know I was well, smart we'll get into this in, in just a second. But I don't you know the way that they're trending. They're not going to have Jalen Brown. And and here's the other thing. Although you, have, you talk about them. What was the fall off of playing? You know this team's defense and, and Malcolm Brogdon, the the freaking professor in the locker room, who wasn't on the team in 2021, even said the team's identity the of the year. in 2021 was defense. It was defense in the in the last year, and then this year, they didn't play defense. You know why? Because now, instead of enabling Marcus Smart, they're enabling uh, Jason Tatum, but in the sense where no one's going to hold that team accountable. They're going to turn into every other NBA team, which just coasts through the NBA season. Everything's fine. We don't play defense anymore because Missoula is Tatum's guy, and he's not going to get on for playing. They, wait, they, 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 they did that this past year. Okay, and <laughs> they then did that with Marcus Smart, and then it well, and then it <laughs> ate them up because then they couldn't they couldn't play defense against freaking Caleb Martin and, and Gabe Vincent. This no, I think the defense is on the coach. The defense, the, the defense, Matt, but that's the point. Ago. The defense is on the coach because Missoula is Tatum's guy. He's not going to be well, email. Marcus Smart was also a coach. But yeah, that's true, Coach Smart. But he's not going to be. a shitty job of coaching. Well, he did better than Coach Missoula because Ime Odoka would at least call a timeout and say, you guys are playing like a bunch of assholes, and then, mm. you know, go from there. But 
yeah, Coach Smart. <laughs> oh my God, my favorite Marcus Smart quote was, "Yeah, Joe's been uh, killed by the media and you guys, and rightfully so." I mean, that's just a legendary Marcus quote. But the whole defense thing—that's a. I feel like there's more coaching philosophy problems with the Celtics than it is a Marcus Smart problem. And you talk about having two All NBA players. Well, when are they going to sign Jalen Brown to a Supermax deal? He like they when? When's this happening? They this could year? Do it next year? Next year? No, I could have it. I mean, they could. Are you sure Jalen Brown doesn't year. take it as a as an insult next year by saying, "Wow, you could have signed me to the Supermax this year, you didn't"? He he already doesn't like Boston, Matt. He doesn't like being in Boston. How do you know that? Yeah. And what happened, Matt, when he won All NBA this year? He checked out for like the entire next. Two, three weeks. He was not great um, because he basically got his award and then he sucked. How do you know this isn't going to turn into he gets his $295 million and then is like, now I'm not going to, now I'm going to focus on basketball even less. You know, I don't even like Boston. I want to be traded. I want to care about other things than basketball, blah, blah, blah. So wh- wh- what's, yeah, what's going to go know. on with Jalen Brown? Oh no, he's gonna sign the supermax. And like, then what? what? Check out? Ask to get traded? The the one thing I hope for is that that game seven performance, uh, you know, and the way people were talking about him kinda uh fuels him to actually learn how to dribble uh with his left hand, you know, because everyone kinda looked at it and was like, Oh shit, like you know, that this is the lasting memory of Jalen Brown right now before you, you give him the Supermax. So hopefully that happens. Can we talk about I want to talk about the submarine. I do too. But that, again, Matt, isn't that a whole coaching issue again? If you had this you drafted this guy in twenty sixteen and he still doesn't know how to dribble to his left with his left hand. I mean that's partly an issue, but he also scores twenty seven points a game, so you put up with So so that. the Celtics are, are, are serial enablers. That's all they do. They they say, Well, Jalen scores twenty seven points a game. He doesn't need to learn how to dribble yeah, with his left hand. I mean, every NBA team is that. What are you gonna do? Just, uh, it's I don't it's know. a little hire, bit different than hire, you know, Matt Patricia you and Joe need- Judge to get on their ass. I oh yes that that's gonna go well and then everyone's gonna blame Jason Tatum uh, t- for sucking when Matt Patricia and Joe Judge are the uh, the coaches right mm. yes I, I I completely agree there yeah that makes sense <laughs> all right you you want to talk about this submarine Matt oh yeah this is the dumbest thing in history um, why okay why isn't it first of all isn't it crazy that if you go like two it was about two and a half miles uh, below sea level is where the Titanic is, which if you think about it, it's not that far. That's like for me, wa- like my walk to work. Right. Is it, So, and if you go to that depth, a depth, it's instant death, right? What happened was the thing burst and uh, it, what diver dudes were saying is like, it's pretty much, they didn't even know what, like what hit them. Yep, and they you, died. You would not even know what uh, happened. It's not a tragedy, though. They're they're trying to be adventurers, uh, and part of doing this exploration stuff is the uh, threat of death, and so they knew that they're signing up for. They're going to a, a place where only like, you know, two other submarines can go down to. So this isn't this isn't a tragedy. This is this is what they signed up for. Um, and I don't know if you saw the, like the game controller. <laughs> To the submarine, yeah, look, like this is like, like a the, PlayStation controller, right? Yeah. Now, do we know if it exploded before? Like, did it explode immediately when they got down there, or did they like have? Were they were they just chilling without like connection, or did they lose connection because they exploded? No, I think they've lost connection because they exploded. Like, I think there was a leak and it just popped or imploded. I don't know, exploded or imploded. Yeah, I think it implodes. Right. It collapses in on itself yeah well again you know i think it's probably a pretty painless way to die to be honest right i don't think you know there's no shot you feel or know anything i think it's just one moment you're there and then the next it's you know it's less than even your i saw some video it broke down how long it takes when you're that deep for like that steel to just completely collapse and implode it's like less than your brain even 
has to process a, a single thought. Like you, it's Micro impossible. Processes. Micro processes. So that's crazy. I don't think I'd ever want to see. I don't like the ocean, but if like Elon Musk said, you want to go in a SpaceX shuttle up there, I'd, I'd go ride with him, you know, cause I think one of the, um, whatever you call it, the Titan submarine. I think one of the founders or owners was on that, uh, was on that ship. But listen, if Musk said, Hey, you want to go to space? I get in the same ship as him. I, I trust him. Right. No, I, I get that. This thing looked like it was just put together like bubble gum and duct tape. Oh my God. The fact that you had to sit with like what your knees to your chest in there in the, in the, yeah, and the crapper was, uh, like a, what, how do you, it's, it's like the size of your laptop with depth of three inches. <laughs> Was that it? How long know. were they dead? Like, how long was the thing? That's the question I want to know. Was anyone taking no, 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 a crap like, in there? Like, <laughs> I know th- if you were doing it while it like, implodes. <laughs> I can't now, we, that was- we shouldn't be laughing about this. We're not. Rest in peace. Right? But there's... Sure. There's there's a lot of I think our generation is actually so messed up, Matt. I don't know if you've been on TikTok. No one would no, you no one is actually taking this serious. Everyone's just making die. a joke about how would I want to die? What, would you rather want to know when you died or how you died? I think the answer is when. Um All right, go first on why you think when. Uh, oh, when it, when it's a lot better if it's like how you died and say like you know that it's a plane crash you're never flying again. Well, no, that, right? no, that, that that's not how this works, Matt. Because if the answer is when you die, there's eventually no, no, going to no, be no, a no, scenario no, in your life you're, you're, when you have to get on a plane. Right, there's going to be a scenario when you have to get on a plane, but you're going to be terrified of flying. And every then that's when you time. die. It's going to be. Right. Well, that you know, it's going to have to happen that way. If you know, like, oh, yeah, you're going to live for another 70 years or whatever. It's like, okay, I can plan my life around that. And yeah, a lot easier. I guess. Yeah. Well, at least then, you know, I guess if you luck out with the how you die, the ideal one would be like, um, I don't know, like what? Old, natural causes old age or, or something or something painless i'd want painless or or old Bottom age of the ocean submarine yeah, yeah and then i'd have no fear then you right. go if you know that you're gonna live the rest of your life i'm like right it's not like i'm gonna be you know stabbed in the in the stomach walking to matt's apartment in southie at night you know it's it's not gonna be like that so yeah who knows but i guess what <laughs> what would be where where would your line of demarcation be for when you die? Like, when would you be like, okay, that's long enough? And when would you be like super bummed out? Be like, wow, that 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 sucks. Uh, probably like sixty. Sixty more years or sixty years old. Sixty years old. I don't know. It's still young. Fifties, forties, the new fifty. Fifties, the new sixty. I don't know. What's well, I maybe seventy. You're doing it in reverse. I wanna, I, I, no, I want I want to get to sixty nine. I want to have a sixty ninth birthday. Um, but I've I've have you seen your grandparents? Like I just I don't want to get to be that old. That looks like it I sucks. don't know. I think it's gonna be a lot different I, when we're when we're I, that age, Matt. Because I don't know. Look at someone like Tom, like Tom Brady. I, he looks great at forty. I've seen people who are like ninety years old with dementia, and that looks terrible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what happened to the? All right, can we go back to the summary? Yeah, 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 go. <laughs> um, yeah, no. So I, I, I think it was. Uh, it's part of what they signed up for, though, right? Yeah, I mean, there's no. Probably know that's a possibility, right? It's pretty freaking deep. It's like as deep as you can go. Actually, I gotta go watch that. You've seen that graphic thingy where it's like, here's the depth of the ocean. Like, here's how tall the Eiffel Tower is. Here's how tall the tallest building is. Here's where the Titanic is. Right? Mm-hmm. I did yeah. see that. I gotta watch that again. So, would is there I, any scenario in which you would get in a submarine now? Oh yeah, no, absolutely. But it would not be in like the tin can that they had. No, it would be like 
I don't know. I feel like... Like Alan said, a good example, if the U.S. Navy said, hey, you want to get in our submarine and go check out the Titanic? I'd be like, yeah, we'll we'll get there and we'll come back. Right. If that was like, if they were, if the U.S. Navy was working on like a submarine that could do that, then I trust them a lot more than some private company that's... Oh, 100%. ...put together. Yeah. No. And if it was bigger, like... Yeah, some some war submarine bros... One of those nuclear submarines that you know has to work. Yeah. <laughs> right? It's, like, kind of required to. Um, yeah. No, I would do that. I think it was also crazy. I don't know if you've been on social medias, how many memes people are actually making about this. Is that not crazy? I mean, it's whatever. It's social where, media. Where, I'm where's not, Karen I'm, yelling at us yeah, saying, saying that we're being insensitive? Everyone, everyone says something. Everyone has something to say. Social media is the worst. Podcasts are the worst. Everybody thinks they have a voice. Everybody thinks that their, everybody thinks that their opinion matters. Ours matter though. This is why you need us. Running back lives don't matter. (laughs) Except for Brandon Bolden's. That's it. James White. That's it. That's that. And Brandon, Brandon Bolden, Brandon Bolden is what Marcus Smart should have been. Oh my God. Okay, Jesus Brad Marchand Christ. is what Celtics think. Celtics fans think Marcus Smart is. So Brad Marchand is what Celtics think. You know. Yeah. Well, they think they think that you know Smart is smart. all hustle and is good. He's the hot and soul. Smart. But okay, the, I never have to hear that again. Oh, I was going to throw myself off. No, because did you see? Year. Did you see Jason Tatum's Instagram post saying we're going to reunite one day and get a championship together? Okay, whatever. I don't care. So fine. yeah, Felga, he's coming back to Boston in 2026. Yes. That, yeah. Well, I would hope for that. Like... You brought up a, a, a tangent point on the running backs. I saw some posts on Twitter the I other did. day oh, yeah. about uh, like people saying, "Oh, Sony Michelle appreciation post." Oh my God, you could have put in literally any running back, and he would have scored whatever six touchdowns in the postseason. It, it, it was just because it happened to be him. Rex Burkhead would have been the same. Oh, still, yeah, still a terrible draft pick. Oh my God, he sucked. And like if you're, like if you're a Dallas Cowboy fan, are you not kicking yourself for drafting Ezekiel Elliott and then thinking that you're required to give him a second contract? Oh my God, I know, right? All right, and that leads us in to Matthews tears, and again, this whole thing. Belichick. Yeah, tears of a clown. Yeah, yeah, Felga. With uh, Belichick's horrible, horrible draft history, Matt and I just brought horrible. it up with Sony Michelle. He's going to be on here. And instead of doing Maz's or Matt's tears, we're going to list from 2010, and Matt's going to scream out what tier he thinks this player is. Okay, starting with 2010, okay? Matt, I'm going to give you Taylor Price. That is a a, uh, tier four. Tier four. And again, ladies and gentlemen, tier one being the worst draft picks since 2010. I'm going to give you you one more from 2010, and that's Brandon Dedrick. What round is that? Is that two? Brandon Dedrick was the seventh round, but he sucked. He was bad. Oh, no, that doesn't. That doesn't. Qualify. Honorable mention then. All right. Going to 2011, Matt. Here's one right up your alley. Ross I. Dowling. That is a tier two. Tier right two. Top of, wasn't he number one number one overall pick in the second round? So he's the 33rd guy. He was pretty much 33rd. And he, he never, he barely played. He looked, he's big. Now, he could play, but he just never got on the field. Now, this is, a, this is a very interesting one. One that I'd be conflicted with. Give me Steven Ridley. Is he on this list or no? No. No. Third round running back. They they got enough out of him. Yeah, but he had a lot of fumble problems. Okay, okay. Yeah, but he produced. They, that, that doesn't count. Okay, here we go. 2012. Ryan, there, no, you, you, no, you skipped over Ryan Mallett. Oh, Ryan Mallett was a backup quarterback in the third round. Oh, if you're not putting Steven tier, Ridley on there, Ryan Mallett hung around the league for a while. Tier five. Tier five. All right, 2012s. I'm going to start with Tavon Wilson. Oh, that's a tier three. 
Fury. And that here's guy, that guy sucks. here's the guy that made He's the news the other day. He, yeah, Jake Paquette. He actually made news the other day because he talked about how Rob Gronkowski would go out partying until three, four in the morning and then like pass out on the trainer's table. Jake Paquette, where do you have him? The Arkansas a-hole. Like yes. Josh Beckett. Yes. Jake Beckett. Uh, uh, that's a tier five. Tier five. All right, moving yeah. into the 2013. Honorary Derek Rivers tier. Oh, my God. 2013, Aaron Dobson. This should be a good one. Aaron Dobson. That's tier two. Easily. That's <laughs> easily a tier two. Now, he, the next guy's a fourth-round pick, so does he fit in here anywhere? Josh Boyce. Tier five. Tier five for Josh Boyce. All right, now we're getting into it. 2014, Dominique Easley. Ooh, that's a good one. I'll, I'll say that's another uh, tier two. Wow, that's... Late, late first round, had injury issues, and it didn't pan out. Yeah, um, that didn't pan out at all. That was that was bad. That was, that was really not bad. a good one. All right, I'm moving similar position, Matt. 2015, Malcolm Brown. Uh, tier four. Yeah, he was... Yeah. He played. He started for a bit. He wasn't great, but okay, okay. Yeah, and and and, and here's one: a second round pick. Where do you have Jordan Richards? Oh, that guy. Ooh, um, he should be up there. Yeah. I I I want to kind of put him one. I really really want to put him one, but he should be two, <laughs> tier two. I really I really want to put him one, but that's reserved for the extra the the exceptional in terms of sucking it really was i I think i'm gonna give an honorable mention here trey jackson because he was drafted right with shaq mason just 20 picks apart shaq mason turned into a really good player and i think trey jackson like i thought there was so much hype about him oh we got the two rookie guards and trey jackson just didn't pan out at all that's my honorable mention Moving to 2016 here's oh this might be a tier one but this is matthew's tears Cyrus Jones. Oh, Cyrus Jones. Yeah, that's a tier one. That one was bad. <laughs> that, that one was really bad. He sucked. Yeah. That guy blew. Yeah, he he was really bad. Um, why don't we move into into some of the some of the good ones right here, Matt? Twenty seventeen. What's that? Oh uh, no, Dietrich was, was. We're getting what, to that, Matt. We're getting to that. No, read off the twenty sixteen draft for me. The whole thing, Joe Tooney, Brissett, Vincent Valentine, Malcolm Mitchell, Gruger, Grugier Hill. I'd never even heard of him. Alandon Roberts, Ted Karras. Those were two good picks back-to-back. And then Devin Lucian, who, I mean, was around for a few preseason games. But other than that, that 2016 draft wasn't horrible. You got Tooney, Brissett, Malcolm Mitchell, Alandon Roberts, Ted Karras were good picks. All right, 2017, Matt. Derek Rivers. <laughs> Derek Rivers, the honorary tier, uh, what was it? Tier three. We'll put him in tier three. All right. Tier three or four. My next favorite player, Connor McDermott. He's back on the team. I'm surprised. He is back uh, on the team. He's a tier four. Tier four. All right. Moving on to 2018, Matt. I'm going to give you two in a row. Isaiah Wynn and Sony Michelle. Isaiah Wynn is tier three because he started for them for a while. Was not very good, but at least they, he played a bit. Uh, Sony Michelle is tier two because running back lives don't matter. <laughs> Both from Georgia. Wow, that was an, a horrendous, horrendous first round. And I'm going to give what you a second, second rounder, round Matt. Duke Dawson. Forgot about him. Yeah, he might. I might feel like putting him in tier one. Matt, there was so much hype about played. Duke Dawson, and he never played. He never played. I might put him. In, uh, I might put him in tier one. It's really. It's unbelievable. Know. Other than that, you know, terrible draft 2018. I'm just going to read you off the list. You don't need to rank him. Jawan Bentley. Okay, he's he's fine. Christian Sam, Braxton Berrios, Danny Etling, who's now a wide receiver, Keon Cross, and I'd say that's pretty good for a seventh-round pick, and then Ryan Izzo, who was, I mean, that's as terrible as a seventh-round pick you can get. All right, 2019, Matt. Give me 
This one's Nick, he could just list off the entire draft. Keneal Harry, aka Nikhil Harry. Yeah, it takes the cake. A number one. A number one. <laughs> Jawan Williams. Just horrible. No, they, we have a we have a longer write up on Keneal. Um, <laughs> it, it just because of how how difficult it was. I could. It's like me trying to whip my phone across the room and not hit a wall. Like if I missed anything. It would be impossible for you to miss on a wide receiver in that draft is almost impossible based on whoever else. Just go back and look at everybody else who came out. Debo like Samuel, Samuel, AJ Brown, agent, um, other guys like Darius Slayton was a good player. Uh, who and just a bunch of other guys. Um, Matt, so yeah, there, there, that, that we, takes, we, we missed a ton more right there from uh, of wide receivers in uh, the 2019 draft. I mean, there was. Oh, no, no. We could list off just tiers of receivers yeah. in that draft, but but Nikhil Harry was was one A. You got that right. Yeah. All right. Next, Jawan Williams. Joe Jawan. Joe Jawan. Joe Jawan. Joe Jawan Williams. Uh, that's tier two. He okay. sucked. He can he can run. I don't think I'm going to list anyone it. else on this 2019 draft because Chase Winovich, I don't think, was a bad pick, okay? I like Win- Winovich. Uh, I'll put him at four. <sighs> Tier four. I'd say honorable mention. Yeah, he wasn't that He's bad. He's a guy. He was, a, nice he was a guy. I at Cisco. Yeah. Talked about aliens. <laughs> yes. All right. <laughs> Are we including Yadni Kajust and Hijalt Frodholt? The Kajust... The Kajust is on the loose. Kajust um, and Frodeholt. Yalte uh, <laughs> What the hell did Belichick do this draft? Uh, De- uh, Derek Rivers, the honorary mention. They could just put him in there. Yes. All right, 2020. I think this is where um, Belichick started to redeem himself. Dogger, I think mm-hmm. great player. Ooch, another good player. Ooch. Ooch. Yeah, he had 11 sacks last year. Round five, Justin Rohrwasser. Oh, uh, that was tier five. Tier five. Maybe four. That was bad. Yeah. Not, not, not a great pick. For those of you who don't know, I think Roarwasser had, what, a Nazi tattoo on him or something? Three three percenters group, which is some alt-right group thing. I don't know. Got to ask Joe Spinoza on that. I'm sure he knows. Oh, boy. Uh, All right. 2020. Moving on. 2021. <laughs> Um, I think, again, another good draft. Uh, maybe I'll give you round five. Another guy that had a lot of hype, Cameron McRone. A lot of hype, Matt. Two years in a row for Cam McRone. And every and the Patriot uh, militia of uh, Bobo fans, the same people that would say we, if they were referring to the Celtics, these, these types of people for the Patriots. <laughs> yes that think Belichick can do no wrong. We're saying that Cameron McBone uh, was a, uh, like a brand new pick, like a, a new pick for the uh, that last year because he had to miss an entire season due to surgery. Oh <laughs> so boy, they yeah. Missed, they scrapped, and then he didn't make the team. Went on a team that didn't have great linebackers. Yeah, now that is a, uh, I would say that's a tier three. Tier three. Because uh, people were annoying about him. All right. Just out of spite, even though he's been highly drafted. Last two years here, well, we can't even do this last year, but we'll give 2022 Cole Strange. Where do you have him? Um, he sucks. He got right benched. Now, he got benched like in the freaking first game of the year. So I will, I will cut him some slack. I hated the pick. I, I told you. I think I texted you and Alan and everybody else that draft that specific. What they did, they moved back from 22 to 29 um, and then drafted a guard. And I stayed up all night just to see him draft a fucking guard. Yeah. I went to bed pissed. I was not, I was actually like audibly pissed. Um, so that alone makes me want to put him at tier five. But I will cut him some slack. He It sounds like he's filling out, so he's going to get stronger. Um and I think the offensive line in general was just a mess last year because they had uh, numb uh, Matt Patricia coaching it. Well, Skarnacki so is not coming back. Right, but now they have a real offensive line coach. So I'll put it in tier five right now. That can that can vary. If he goes out, I'm expecting him to be a Pro Bowl caliber player for the next 10 years. And for you not to care about him because he's a guard. Wow. 
right? Well, we'll see about right? that. Like I, I don't first, think he's going to be. Round guard, I think he'll be fine. I expect him to be fine. If he's not, then then it's really, really bad. Right. He's a guard. Okay. Well, I think that's really everyone else on 2022 is still TBD. I, I mean, reverse Maz's tears for this. I mean, Marcus Jones is going to be really good. And then also drafted was Bailey Zappi. Um, so two good guys right there. And Jack Jones, who Jack we'll, Jones. we'll get into a little bit too. Uh, and then 2023. Next we, episode, because I need to make sure. <laughs> yes. 2023, we can't make any decisions there yet. But that was... Uh, 2022, who else was in that draft? 2020. We went Taekwon after Cole Strange, then Marcus, then Jack, Pierre Strong, Zappi, Kevin Damian Harris, Sam Roberts, Chasen Hines, Andrew Stuber mm-hmm. to round it out. Okay, so I actually feel like they could get four or five legitimate contributors out of that draft. Yeah. Right, right? That if the guard pans out, I think Thornton can be okay. Zappy's Zappy proved he can play. They have the two corners, and if one of the two running backs just shows up and doesn't fumble, then they're in good shape. Right. How many did I list? Yeah. Yes. Okay. A lot. Okay. Do we want to talk about Jack Jones or next episode? Next episode. All right. Jack Jones is an idiot. That's, uh, that's that really is, Yes. Well established. I can't hear music if you're playing music. I'm playing closing out music. Oh, wait. Am I playing uh, Interstate Love Song? What's the Felger and Maz closeout song again, Matt? Uh, Eminence Front. Eminence Front. By the Who. All right, now we're playing Eminence Front by the Matt. What's on tap for the rest of the night? Saturday uh, night. Some, Saturday. I'm gonna make night. some phone calls. Plans fell through, so I gotta I gotta fill those plans with somebody else. Oh boy, <laughs> Matt World. Matt World's coming I up next. Magically have a, a Putchyak reservation that has to be filled. Yes. Well, Matt, <laughs> we we have uh, plans for end of uh, the Fourth of July week with Cosmo. <laughs> Oh yeah, no, we're gonna. I'm gonna spend about twenty five hundred dollars um, to jerk myself off in the bathroom after uh, <laughs> talking to zero women. Um, <laughs> Not when Cosmos around. That there's no way that's gonna happen. Girl. Oh man. All right, we still need to plan that. And oh, vacation. We gotta. Well, are you are you still recording or no? I'm still recording. Okay. Until next time. <laughs> Until next time, then. All right. Um, okay, so what do we want to do for vacation? <laughs> I'm still recording. I'm fading out the oh, music. fuck. <laughs> Until next time. Until next time.